0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Holly here. She's a holistic health coach and the founder of the Health Zoc. And after losing her mom to cancer when she was 17, Holly's mission has been to create an online platform to educate and guide women on their wellness journey. So I'm really excited to have her on today. We're going to talk about everything and anything under the sun and just really get into the good stuff, talking about optimal health, balancing our health or our hormones, our health hormones, all hormones are linked to health, our hormones, our female hormones. Um, we can talk about stress eating. We can talk about pretty much anything relating to health and wellness. And I can't wait to pick your brain. Thank you so much for coming on, Holly.
1: Thank you so much
0: for having me, Mimi. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, of course. So maybe we can kind of just get started here and and talk about your journey. I know uh, I briefly just mentioned that your mom passed away at 17. I'm so sorry to hear that. How, how did that impact your journey when it comes to wanting to learn more about health and wellness and you know how why is that such a big part of your story? I'd love to hear about how you turn something that you know is obviously a very devastating part um in someone's life, losing a parent and how you you turn that into something that you know has motivated you to help other people.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, as you said, my interest in woman's wellness really started when my mom passed away when I was 17. Um, She'd had cancer for seven years and there was never any knowledge given to her about improving her diet, improving her lifestyle to go alongside her treatment. And this kind of really drew me to want to learn more about, uh, you know, how our lifestyle and diet can really improve our health. Um, And I knew inside that I really wanted to explore this um, and to be able to educate women on this topic. But as I was so young, I finished school and then went to university and actually studied law initially. Um, So I studied law and then as soon as I finished, I actually started modelling full time. Um, And this gave me an opportunity to really be able to focus on what I wanted to do. Because in between jobs, you know, I'd have a week or so where maybe I didn't get a job. Um, And this is where I focused on me and what I wanted to do. So that's when I went to study nutrition Um, And I studied to become a nutritional health coach at the Institute of Integrated Nutrition. Um, And I did this whilst I was modeling full time. Um, And then from this, I went on to further study and studied herbal medicine in London. Um, And then around all all this happening, I actually came off the pill myself when I was 21. Um, And I didn't have a period for over 18 months. So obviously I knew that something was wrong, you know, with my hormones and there was an imbalance going on. Um and I really spent the next few years kind of figuring out what that was. I used different herbal um herbal modalities, I used stress management techniques, I used diet changes, lifestyle changes um until I, you know, got my period back, my hormones were back in balance. Um and that was really why You know, I kind of came into this space, and you know, my own interest in figuring out my own hormones is why I ended up specializing within female hormones and women's wellness.
0: That's amazing. Well, good for you. And I think a lot of people listening here can relate. A lot of women are getting off of synthetic birth control, Um, including myself. A couple years ago, I did do that as well. And we had many specialists on the podcast to talk about that during that time as well. This was like three years ago, I would say. So I want to hear more about that experience. Like, what did you end up figuring out happened, and how did you get yourself back into a balanced state with your body after going off of synthetic birth control? I'm so curious.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A big thing for me was stress. Obviously, having going through, lost my losing my mom at such a young age, and having all that trauma growing up, um, my hormones were really out of balance. My stress levels were so high um, when I came off the came off the pill I was still in a very stressed state um alongside my nutrition studies I actually went on to study um to become a yoga teacher and from that I really got into meditation and that really changed my life um adding in meditation every single day five to ten minutes as much as I could really helped to reduce my stress levels um and this really really helped with balancing my hormones. Um, You know, when we're in a very stressed state, our hormones do tend to get out of balance because your body's not going to want to be conceiving if you're very stressed, essentially. Um, So this alongside eating a much healthier diet, lots of healthy fats, specific supplements, um, this really helped to get my hormones in balance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned meditation. As you know, I'm obsessed with meditation and it really does help. Like, yeah your mind creates so much of what your body uh, shows, right? So I believe skin problems really comes from the mind. In my opinion, I know that's pretty out there to even say but from my personal experience in my life, and I'm only speaking from experience when I've had skin issues. Like I used to have these bumps on my arms, keratosis pilaris. Um, when my skin breaks out, I know it's because my mentality hasn't been in check, but since I've been working on my mentality so incredibly much over the past few years, the skin issues have for the most part gone away. Right. So it's so Mm -hmm. interesting how your body shows you what's wrong through your thoughts. Like, do you also believe in that? Well, cause I know you did IIN and, and I've heard a lot of people that have done IIN also really it's, it's a holistic approach to health, right? It's the mind body connection, Absolutely. bringing everything together. What are your thoughts on that? Like, how much do you think is mental versus physical, like matter to matter eating certain foods? Um, and, you know, versus thinking a different way. Cause I really think both are so important. I just don't know which is more important. Well, I, I believe that it's thoughts, but you know, scientifically speaking, I don't know which one is, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I really think that both as equally as important as each other. Maybe even, you know, the thoughts and mindfulness are more important because if you're eating all the healthy foods, taking all the supplements, but if you're not in a good mental state, you're not going to be healthy and you're not going to be thriving. So that's really what you need to focus on. You need to get into the right mental state um, to become more mindful, to reduce your stress levels. And then alongside that, you know, move your body, try to eat as as, you know, as good as you can. Um, But yeah, absolutely. Mindfulness, your thoughts are so, so, so important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. What else has helped you on your journey? I'd love to know other tools. You said meditation. Do you do any journaling? What's your morning routine? Like, I want to know all of your healthy habits and what do you eat in a day? I know everyone, you know, thrives with a different way of eating, perhaps bioindividuality. individuality. Um, some people thrive better on, you know, a very plant-based diet, some people more paleo, whatever it is. I'd love to hear just all of your health hacks, what you personally do that you felt a massive difference through doing.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So I, start my morning with a, a, a double espresso I absolutely love coffee and I've got a baby as I was telling you earlier there's no way that I'd be able to you know get up and, and go without my coffee I love having my morning coffee um sometimes I'll have breakfast sometimes I won't it also depends if I'm on my period or not as to what I'm craving but generally I'll have a chia seed bowl so lots of healthy fats chia seeds flax seeds um, some kind of protein powder, a greens powder as well, some almond butter, maybe some berries, um, just to really kickstart the day with some, you know, good quality protein, healthy fats, lots of fiber and some greens. Um, and then, yeah, throughout the day in terms of what I eat, it really depends on how I feel. I eat very intuitively. I've been on this journey um, for health and wellness and studying health and wellness for so many years now that Yeah, I can listen to my body. I do get the signals and I understand what my body needs. So it really does change each day, especially with what I'm doing. But generally it would be for lunch, some salmon with some rocket, some avocado, um, olive oil, a little bit of salt as well. I'm definitely not scared of salt. We need to be making sure that we're getting all, all the minerals. So it's really important to be adding in salt if you can. Um, And then for dinner, I would have something similar, maybe a some, you know, cod or white fish, um, some healthy fats, again, whether it's some more avocado, flax seeds, um, a mix of vegetables. I say that my diet, every meal consists of fiber, healthy fats, protein and good quality carbohydrates and vegetables. Um, But yeah, every day is kind of different depending on what I'm doing. But that's a very broad general answer.
0: That's a great day of eating. Do you ever have chocolate at night, or you're not not a big and sweet tooth?
1: To be honest, I'm not really a sweet tooth. If I crave um, sweets, it's mainly fruits like mangoes or blueberries or strawberries, bananas maybe, but not very often. I don't eat processed foods, not because I'm like super strict about it, but I just don't want it. My body doesn't want it. I haven't eaten this types of foods for so many years. I'm just not programmed anymore to crave you know um chocolate or crisps or drunk food, yeah,
0: well, it shows you're absolutely glowing, and I think that kind of diet that kind of way of eating lots of healthy fats, non-processed foods. Like it just shows, you know, you're glowing. So we're because <laughs> people listening right now, they might think, okay, that sounds impossible for me. So unrealistic for me to eat that way all the time. Did you always eat like this? And what kind of tips would you give from like a food and eating perspective to someone listening that may be struggling with eating clean every day or binge eating, et cetera?
1: Yeah, it's all about the small steps. So in order to reach your goals, it's all about the small things that you do consistently every single day so if you want to start eating better or you just start with every single meal what can I add into this meal to make it healthier I try to I I don't coach clients anymore but I used to coach a, a lot of women and I try to explain to them it's not about talking about removing all all these different types of foods we want to talk about adding in certain types of foods and essentially crowding out you know the foods that we kind of want to be avoiding So for breakfast, how can I make my breakfast healthier? You know, if you have eggs on toast, can I add half an avocado? Can I add some rocket? Can I add some spinach? It's all about the small things that we do, you know, especially with every meal, adding in something healthier um, that will really make the difference. And I did not eat, always eat this way. I At school, I used to just eat everything and anything. Lots of junk food would go for seconds for pudding and desserts at school school lunches um but I think you know once I got into health and understood the way that food essentially is information for our body I just essentially cut these types of um, processed foods out and it just really made such a difference to my lifestyle um my energy levels my skin and my mood um yeah. So I just don't crave those types of foods anymore, but it's all about starting small and with, you know, the slow, it's all a, a slow pro- progress, really. You don't want to cut everything out, you know, all these processed foods and then think, oh, my gosh, I'm starving. It's just about adding in, you know, healthy things you know, where you can. That's
0: such a good tip it's more about adding in than feeling so restricted and taking out, taking out, just adding in. So there's, you know, less room for the unhealthy stuff. So that's a great, great tip that a lot of people can take home. Um, Mm -hmm. So, What about, so let's talk about that though, the con the compound effect. It's, it's not a sexy thing. It's doing the small things every day and adding more positive habits, the negative habits. And over time, your life really changes. And I think a lot of people want just such a quick fix. Do you Mm -hmm. have any thoughts on that? You know, everyone in the world, if they just started those small steps now things would completely change for them in a matter of five years, but because it feels like it takes so long, sometimes people don't even start. And I've experienced that firsthand with things too, you know, you get impatient. So it's like all or nothing. What absolutely. Yeah. Like what are your thoughts on that? And how
1: do you stay motivated to continue with those, those smaller daily habits? Definitely. And this is something that came up so much when working with new clients. So for example, weight loss, Women would come to me and say, I want to lose 10 pounds and they want to lose it within a week. You know, they want a quick fix. We all want quick fixes, but it's just to have sustainable res- results that really last. And that, especially with weight loss, for example, if you want to lose weight, you have to do it slowly for it to be sustainable, realistic, for you to have energy and for you to feel good whilst you're doing it. You know, if you just, Um, cut out for example a lot of people try and cut carbs out and go on keto so that could work for a short period of time and you may lose a little bit of weight but after a certain amount of time especially as women your hormones will become out of balance you'll have no energy your sleep will be disrupted so it's really about changing your whole lifestyle not just you know not cutting out a food group that's just not going to work for the long term so making these small changes every single day will really help you to, you know, reach your goals and help you to stick to them. Um, cause you know, you don't want to be, for example, with weight loss again, you don't want to be trying to lose weight and feeling crap at the same time. It's just, you're going to end up falling off the bandwagon and binge eating. Um, you know, we've all been there where we're, we're trying to lose weight for something and um we cut out certain foods and then we feel really tired and then we go back and binge on them we see I've seen this so many times with women we have to do it really slowly um and I promise you that the slow um and consistent and realistic steps that you take towards reaching that goal will be so much more fulfilling um, and so much more realistic and sustainable as well
0: Right. It really is just a lifestyle and everyone says it. Oh, it's a lifestyle, not a diet. But, and I heard that for years too. And until I really realized that that needed to become my reality, nothing changed. We all hear it all the time, but it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. But until Mm -hmm. you actually change your lifestyle and start doing the kinds of things that the version of you that you want to be does, then, you know, it will never happen right until you do Mm -hmm. that. So That's been a massive, massive thing that I've learned too. And um, I want to talk about like your routines every day. So we spoke about food and and you coming off of birth control and working through trauma and stress. Do you journal? Do you do any other kind of healthy habits? And, you know, for example, um, I get a lot of questions from people asking, you know, what do you do? Like if you're not going out and drinking with friends every night, like what like what do you do? So I'd love to just get some inspiration for some of those women out there that just perhaps starting on this personal development journey and health journey and want to know what you, you know, what kind of things you can do in your day-to-day to to keep yourself on track and also just
1: maintain a healthy life. Definitely. So I do journal every single morning. As I said, I have a baby. So he gets up around 6.30. I wake up at 5.30 every morning and I have that hour to myself where I drink my coffee and I journal for five, 10 minutes. And I literally brain dump everything that's on my mind. It really helps to clear clear my head, get things off my chest and really does set me up for the day. Um, I try to do that every single day. If my son's been up in the night and it's been a bit of a very tired, then that doesn't always happen. But generally, I'd say six days out of seven, it would happen. Um, And I really notice a difference if I have journaled. Um, It really changed my life. I started journaling years ago, and it just helped, especially with the trauma that I went through. It helps to just release those emotions. Um, I really think that we've been taught, I felt this as I was growing up, not to express your emotions. And I think we should be expressing the way we feel. It helps to get things off our chest. Um, And journaling's been a really important tool for me to be able to do that. So I journal first thing. um, And then on an evening. It depends really if I've got podcast interviews or if I'm working. Um, I'd say four nights out of seven, I'm working. But for the other three, I would take an Epsom salt bath. I would do some dry body brushing. I've also got a paddle, which is like a lymphatic drainage paddle. I don't know if you've heard of them.
0: Oh, I have one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, It's the best thing ever. So, yeah, so I do that. Um, put a face mask on, exfoliate my body with coffee. I use ground coffee. It's so nice for the skin. Um, Yeah, and maybe wash my hair, put a hair mask in. I try and take, you know, three nights a week to myself. So my partner will be, the baby will be asleep. My partner will be watching TV and I just really take time for myself whenever I can. I don't like watching TV. It's just, I never really have. It's just not an interest of mine. So I'm happy to sit, you know, in the bedroom or downstairs and just do my own thing um yeah that's that's probably a typical week very
0: inspiring very very inspiring and there is such a misconception that once you have a kid a baby you know the time that you have for yourself becomes too limited. So you can't even focus on yourself. Of course, you know, it's different per situation, but you've really proven there that, you know, you can wake up earlier if you have your priority of journaling. You cannot watch TV at night if you have your priority of your self-care and your you time. And I think that's very inspiring because, you know, sometimes we need to hear it Um, that if other, uh, if other people are doing it and they don't have the help or whatever it is, then we can also, and I don't have kids. So, you know, I might be in five years time saying, no, it's so hard, but yeah, absolutely. It's very inspiring. And um,
1: yeah, Yeah, I think if you, if you're so clear on your why, so why are you doing all these things? It makes it so much easier. Like I want to be the best version of myself every single day. So my why is, being the best mum, being the best partner, um, you know, working as hard as I can in my business. So that's my why. So for me having, you know, 10 minutes, half an hour on an evening, that is so important to me. And I think if we all ask ourselves, you know, what's the purpose? Why are we doing certain things? It really helps to give more of a reason behind why we're doing something. And it's like, for example, TV, there's no, I have no interest in doing that. It's not going to um, serve me and, and to get to where I want to be. So it just has no place in my evening. That's just me personally. But I think asking yourself why, why you're doing things, it really helps to open up that conversation with yourself.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I want to hear about your baby. So was it, it's, he's your first,
1: right? Yes. He's my first. <laughs> what have you learned since becoming a mum? Yeah. Oh, patience. Definitely learn patience. I was never patient growing up and having a child just puts everything into perspective. And like last week, for example, he was teething and it was all a bit all over the place. And I had a lot of work commitments and just being patient was so important, Um, you know, with him, with myself, kind of understanding and trying to take the pressure off myself. Being kind to yourself as well. Being a mom has really taught me to be kinder to myself. Because I think, especially as females, we do put so much pressure on ourselves to, you know, perform 100% all the time. But actually, sometimes we're not, you know, circumstances don't allow that. So just kind of surrendering and just, um, you know, giving yourself a bit of a break, is really important. And I'd probably say that's one of the biggest learnings. Nice. That's beautifully
0: said. So I had one more question that I wanted to ask you one second. Okay. I want to talk about skin health because you have glowing skin and we were speaking about stress levels. We were speaking about food, healthy fats, your self-care, but is there anything else like a secret hack or a product that you use that you swear by for your skin? Because so many of us, you know, of course we were just talking about how the mentality of, you know, feeling less stressed and feeling confident does affect, our physical reality, but of course, products do as well. Do you have any secret hacks or products that you just are like the holy grail for you?
1: Yeah. So with skin, the first thing I would say is meditation, thoughts, and being kind to yourself are so important to clear up your skin. I know it sounds probably sounds a bit like, well, I don't Ooh, understand yeah. that. Yeah, but really it does make such a massive difference. Um so yeah, absolutely. Meditation, the way you talk to yourself, your thoughts, obviously the food that you put into your body is so important. And in terms of products, um I'm pretty minimal with my skin care to be honest. I'm trying a few products from brands at the minute um which I've have really been enjoying. But I actually just love like organic rosehip oil, um olive oil. I don't I'm not massive on um like I don't use retinol and things like that. I kind of just cleanse exfoliate with um just some oat bran oatmeal and water I, that's how I exfoliate my face um, and I use olive oil or row tip usually um as an oil on an evening um, in terms of brands I love Cora Organics oh yeah um, Miranda Kerr's brand yeah I'm not I don't work with them or anything but I just I do really like their products their turmeric moisturizer is amazing especially in winter so I would recommend that. Um, it's very inflammatory on the skin, helps to give that youthful glow. Um, and I actually find that it helps to reduce fine lines as well. So I definitely recommend that. Um, and their vitamin C serum is great too.
0: Love it. Yeah, I have some of their products and the, the scrub is really good. Really oh, good. I haven't used a scrub. Yeah, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. I I I love a good scrub. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you do feel so clean afterwards, don't you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, that is great to know. I'm going to go try their moisturizer. I love trying new skincare products. Um, And then the last thing I wanted to talk to you about before we go is your social media. So you have such a great Instagram page. I love following you. Um, It's the Health Zoc. And do you do all your own graphics? Like how did you start up in this space? Because a lot of people listening right now, a lot of women, you know, that, that listen to the podcast, they have, you know, their own health coaching or they're into creating their own social media page to help other people and, um, whatever they do specifically, I have some Pilates instructors on here. We have some life coaches, we have everyone on here. So what kind of tips and advice would you give to someone looking to grow their audience and do it all themselves when it feels so overwhelming and they don't know where to start, you
1: know? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started my website and blogging before I started my Instagram. So my Instagram, I started not that long. Well, probably, I think it was like 2017, 2018. And it was very much just ad hoc. I just like threw posts out there. was very inconsistent. Um, but because I'd grown quite a large blog following, um, an email subscriber list, I ended up grow my Instagram quite fast through that because I just send out my emails and say if you want to follow me on Instagram this is a link um, but I'd say and I now have a social media manager who does my social media posts thank goodness because it was so overwhelming I don't know how you find yours but I found it so overwhelming having to schedule all my posts and make sure that they went out okay um, but yeah with social media it's all about consistency so what do you want your, your page to, um, what do you want the message to be? So for me, I want to give advice and I want takeaways. I want to be able to educate people who come on my page. So if they're looking for skin health, I've got posts about that. If they're looking for stress management, I've got posts, you know, helping with that. Um, but it's really important for me that I'm giving out as much information as I can to, to help as many women as possible some you know a lot of women aren't able to afford an ebook we write ebooks and a lot of women aren't afford to can't afford to buy them so giving out as much information on social media I found really um helpful not only to grow my following but also to really feel like I'm giving value to women um, but yeah I'd say consistency with posting making sure that your messaging comes across um, in each post and that you're giving value um, but when I started Something that helped me with growing my social media was, I used to, this is years ago, but I used to email all the different online magazines and say, um, I'd love to write an article for you. Um, This is my website, you know, back in the day. And my website was not perfect, but I just sent it out anyway. Um, And I had like one or two people come back to me. um, And I slowly start writing articles for different brands and different online magazines Um, And it just built from there. I think just putting yourself out there is really important for growing your audience and just really not caring about the outside noise. You know, people are always going to judge you no matter what you do. So you may as well just do it, you know, put yourself out there, email these these, um, online magazines or where you want to be featured. Um, The worst thing that they're going to say is no. So I'd just say go for it. Great advice.
0: Well, thank you so much, Holly. I loved this episode. I got so many great tidbits from you and I'm sure the audience did as well. Where can everyone find you if they want to follow along
1: and get some tips and tricks and sign up for your newsletter and all that jazz? Of course. They can find me at thehealthsock.com, which is H-E-A-L-T-H-Z-O-C. And my Instagram's at thehealthsock. Well, thank you so much.